0: Andrea learned her work ethic growing up on a farm with both parents working incredibly hard. Her mom not only ran the farm, but other multiple businesses. Her father was a collegiate athlete who was a huge inspiration, which influenced her sports involvement. She has always chased the challenge, starting with a degree and later moving to New York. She applied to hundreds of jobs before landing one that lasted only a short period of time, leaving and starting her own business working through Fiverr. It's my pleasure to welcome Alexandria. So
1: welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, So kind of to start off where everybody else does, uh, what was as far as childhood goes until like middle school? What kind of activities were you in? Doesn't necessarily have to be in sports, but if it is, that's okay as well.
0: Um, My mom had me horseback riding starting at age two. Wow. Wow. So I was very active with animals from a super young age. Um, I was competitive at it until I was like 13 or so. Uh, And at the same time, other activities, I I, um, did a lot of arts and crafts, a lot Mm -hmm. of painting, a lot of artsy outdoor nature-y stuff. We would build things in the woods. I had a very like mystical, like woodland fairy Yeah. So yeah.
1: as, as far as being on a horse at two, how does, how does that work out? I've seen kids on skis at two, but the skis aren't a couple hundred pound animals.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, well, my mom had me on ponies, so okay. it's not still a big animal to put your kid on, but yeah, uh, I mean, my mom was just such a believer in animal, like just getting to know animals and that they're not as scary as you know, people think they are. And <laughs> I, I felt At a really young age, like I learned how to um i don't know like get along with animals and i right. had, by age four age five i had i was able to ride a horse all by myself and you kind of learn how to like vibe with the horse yeah. you can kind of like talk to each other a little bit mm-hmm. yeah
1: so what what is it like uh vibing with the horse or what what's <laughs> the connection that you because i i think i've ridden two or three horses and there is definitely no vibing going on. It was not a comfortable experience. I was just happy that he didn't start running a lot. But yeah.
0: yeah. Um well, okay, so I was kind of taught you actually like a proper horseback riding whatever, you don't need to hold reins. You should actually be able to using the muscles in your legs yeah. and your posture and your intention should be actually enough to tell the horse where you want the horse to go. Okay. And I kind of started to learn that as I got older. I'm sure that has like a big impact, honestly, uh, on the human I am today. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We always, I'm very like spiritual. Like there's energy being exchanged all the time. And I think if you get on a horse and you're sitting there going like, "Holy crap, I'm going to die! Screw this animal! What the f!" Like I believe the horse can act, like can feel you being yeah. like that, as opposed to getting on the horse and being calm and being like, you know, "Hey, hey, buddy, like how are you? You know, like let's do this. Please don't kick me off of you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um did you guys have horses? Did you have a farm near you? What was the scenario that you had going on?
0: Yes, I, I lived on a farm. Um we didn't like sell any products in town though, so I can't really say that I lived on a like but I did. So we had a farm. Yeah. We had a for, farm.
1: for most people they would call it a farm, but selling yeah. I guess is a different term for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we, we had a couple horses, a couple ponies, ducks, chickens, cats, sheep. I mean all of it. Um and at a young age you know my mom would teach us you rise with the sun you feed these animals before you feed yourself that's just farm life and you know get over it type of thing
1: wow so was it fun enjoyable what was did, was it always hard to feed them first or that just became what the, what it was
0: yeah, it became like habitual. I mean, I'm sure when I was little, I threw tantrums and probably all the time was like, but mom, feed me, I'm hungry. And yeah. my mom's like commitment to like, no, we do like the duty first and then we will eat breakfast. I'm, I, it became like my form of thinking almost, I think. yeah. Um, and I think it was good for us to like, not be selfish adults, right? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't all about me actually. Yeah. So, And I learned that young. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, would it be safe to say you probably don't get hangry too often, or does that still happen?
0: <laughs> oh, no, I get hangry all the okay, time. Okay,
1: wonderful. Good to know. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Kind of <laughs> not,
1: of- I'm not going to force my kids to uh, live on a farm then, just to get that ability. So, then, as far as, like, the woodland stuff and being there, um, you said you were building stuff. What were you building? Did you have an axe? Like, what, what did that look like?
0: So, my mom ran, um, did, have you ever heard of 4-H? Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah it's like a naturey girl scout but it's like boys and girls yeah um she ran a little group i don't even know what it was called and it would be at my house so then we would go into the woods and we'd do these different things like go find a rock that and you know paint on the rock or we use logs to like make a little fort in the woods almost that mm-hmm. we would have to walk to and we would all like help build this fort yeah and it was very like nature centered um very like you're all of your entertainment can come out of nature you don't need to have a phone in your face kind yeah of mentality
1: for sure um so what what did what did the day look like um so you're feeding the animals then you have breakfast and then what was what was kind of your days after after that point
0: uh at which age like at four or at like 10 uh we'll go 10 um yeah i mean wake up help out with the animals eat breakfast go to school mm. you know um and then come home. So my mom um, always ran small businesses. So okay. luckily, she would be home, so we we could go home. We didn't have to like go to after school programs.
2: Yeah,
0: um, she would be waiting, and we would get home. And then I, yeah, I would do my homework. And another big influence, I would watch my mom run her businesses, answer her phone calls. You know, I would, you know, slowly listen to what is she saying to these yeah. people on the phone. She had a hand painted sweatshirt business, so I come home and watch her painting the sweatshirts um i'm kind pa- of involved a little bit hand yeah
1: painting sweater so that would so we'll just say this is a sweater what was she painting it on with like not acrylics i don't even know if that's the right term
0: um no she had special uh like water-based fabric paint okay that meant for it yeah and she would use like sponge brushes i can still like see her doing it she would do um like flowers like winnie the pooh i mean people loved it all very the craft cool days. so yeah.
1: how how did she market it back then obviously since a lot of social medias probably weren't as big back then what was her her marketing
0: i, I guess it was just um building a name for herself she went to every single craft fair okay. i would say, probably within like 500 miles of albany yeah. and then People would count on her to be there the next year, and then the next year. Wow! Um, so just kind of be. I think her marketing tactic was just like traveling a lot with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Um, yeah. So then, were you told that you had to be home by a certain time if you're out playing? What was your kind of schedule? Was it strict or was it just hey, got to be home by dinner?
0: Yeah, my my mom was funny because she was lenient and then yet strict at the same time. So she really never told my sister and I we couldn't do anything we wanted to do like if yeah. I was about this she'd say have fun but she was strict by you will be in bed by like 9 p.m and that's that And I don't want to hear it Ooh. so so we we can we could go frolic and do literally whatever we wanted
2: yeah
0: we wanted but she was very strict on you will be home on a school night by this time and okay. that's the thing I am not you know budging on
2: yeah
1: so yeah. school nights did you ever test it and what happened if you did
0: um, I don't think I ever did because my mom kind of terrified me a little bit. And yeah. she does in a way, she's like my best friend now, but she has like a little scary streak to her. So yeah. I really want to
1: push Just it. enough.
0: <laughs> there was just enough there yeah. that I was like, okay, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so as far as eating habits went, uh, was it home cooked meals? Were you picky? Did you even have a choice to be picky? Uh what did that look like for you?
0: Oh, yeah. No, my, my parents did not allow us to be picky. And I'm actually so grateful for that today. Because yeah. the people my age who are like, I wouldn't want to eat sushi. I'm like, you just look so dumb right now. But, <laughs> no, um, I have memories at like age five of when I didn't want to eat my tomatoes or something. And they did the whole no, you're literally not getting up till you eat that. I never was like, Oh, can I eat something else tonight? My mom would be like, no. So this is dinner. Cause I knew I would go to some of my friends' homes and they'd be like, I don't want this mom. And their and their mom would be like, well, do you want me to cook you the pizza instead? And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, lucky you. But <laughs> I see, you know, grown up, that, that probably wasn't the best thing they could have done for their kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, my, my parents forced us yeah, to eat a lot of different things, but I would say, I mean, I still had a mix. Like there was still a lot of like processed food going on and stuff. We weren't just like eating all organic food either. Right. It was like a mix. yeah.
1: So was it, um, was the topic of food ever talked about as far as like, oh, have a healthy relationship with food or hey, this is good food versus bad food or it was everyone was just pretty much eating to satiety. Um,
0: yeah, we, we never really talked about food. I, I would say if anything, fitness was much more talked about in my family. It was okay. like really a big part um, uh, both of my parents, like what they didn't say to us, like, you need to be fit or like no yeah. one like thrust it on us, but yeah. watching both of them, um, fitness was like talked about a lot. So yeah. it was less concerned with the food as far as like being overweight because everyone was always like working out or moving. And-
1: yeah, It's tough when yeah. you're doing all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So what did you see as far as fitness from them? Um, did they have a certain workout program or is just working on the farm or what, what did they have going on?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I would see my mom get up at 5am and not stop moving until the end of the day. She'd be working out in the backyard. She'd be going line dancing. Like she used to, I think way back when do some bodybuilding stuff. Like it was just, I just saw a fit woman and my father was obsessed with fitness. Like yeah. was so built like all the time. Like he would go to the gym for three hours a day, okay. like, every single day. He was like a track star. Um, they both met at, like, Cortland and, you know, bonded over their love of sports and mm-hmm. fitness and stuff. So, fitness was always, like, a very big part of our family.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. did you ever lift with your dad at the gym? What was your kind of fitness, I guess, growing up?
0: Um, I never went to the gym, but I... so. When I stopped horseback riding at 12, I got very involved in soccer, like was obsessed with it and played competitively for 10 years. I loved it. Wow. And he he was so into soccer with me, like on the weekends when some kids would be, I don't know, like eating pizza, he'd be like, let's go to the soccer board and make sure you get your left. You know, he got very like into soccer with me um so like that just became like my whole life was like soccer soccer plus school but like yeah. i was like, my yeah. sister was more into running so yeah she would go she started going to the gym with him when she was like 16 nice. and he would help her with uh, her form yeah and both of them since they had lifted competitively in the past had all these random friends who at times would be like hey come to my gym with me i'll show you a few things like yeah. it's just yeah
1: so when i when i imagine farm like out well, I, I guess they are a fair amount close to us, but I imagine like twenty, thirty, forty miles away from everything. But it sounds like you were pretty close to a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean I was in like a suburb, not even a suburb, like rural suburb okay. of Albany. So we were still fifteen, twenty minutes away from anything. Wonderful. But it was still the country though. Yeah. Like don't I mean we were still out there, yeah. but not you know, well, because
1: because i know like for soccer like in general like i had to travel a lot and like i was i was in it like i was around everybody but still yeah. practice and games and stuff were pretty far did you have to travel a fair amount to play soccer yeah. for that long
0: oh yeah I, my dad put a lot of miles on his car for sure yeah, yeah. No, we we had to do one to two hour drives a lot for um games i mean i went to a small high school like i'm i'm not me a ham like we we were we were uh what's it like c division okay you know, not a, an a or anything yeah um but i still i mean i had fun with it I, I i thought i was decent at yeah. it but
1: <laughs> so when, when you started playing um when did you find out like hey yeah this is this is it this is what i'm in for <laughs>
0: um i so i started later than most kids mm-hmm. most girls um which I thought would be a disadvantage to me. I got started in like sixth, seventh, grade. A bunch of the girls had already been playing for five, ten years, even. Yeah. And yeah, my first year, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. I was on like the modified team, and then by the second year, like I, I have a very intense, competitive personality type, probably very obvious by like my news articles and <laughs> stuff.
2: So I yeah. was like,
0: okay, I'm gonna, I'm determined to be the best at this. So I would practice in the off season. I played in uh, indoor soccer. I played in the springtime my dad would be training me on the weekends. And then yeah. by the next year when I showed up they were like oh, okay hang on a second and then that year they put me on varsity and skipped like JV
2: that's fantastic uh,
0: and then that's when I was like okay I must be okay at this because yeah. they just did that for me yeah um, so yeah I think that's when I realized like I could be decent at this right
1: well and it, like for myself I was one of those kids that I played for a long time growing up, but I never did. Uh, I, I I went to practices, like I went to the camps, I played in the games, so on and so forth. But if I was putting in maybe like a half an hour a day, like putting in some more effort and like skill based stuff and all those things probably would have went a lot better. My parents yeah. were just happy I was playing. But like as far as still skill goes, like if you're putting in that extra effort, like it definitely pays off, even if you haven't played for five or six years on some of those people. Um, oh, yeah. So as far as school went, um, was it was school just something you're happy to do and then focus on soccer, or what was kind of the balance there?
0: Um, no, I would. I mean, I definitely was like a nerd with my. I love learning. I love. I love writing. Um, so I would say I loved school and was just as competitive at that. Like, I mean, I was just like a lot. Like, people probably thought I was a lot, but um, (laughs) no, I I took school very seriously too. Yeah. It was like all of it was just. Mm-hmm. I got to college and I was like, I need to, like to go into retirement. Right, I was like so burnt out from the pace. Yeah. That I had, got. yeah, I like relaxed in college a little bit. Yeah.
1: So what what was the pace in high school? Was it because you just loved learning so much? Was it because you're like oh, I want to get A's? Do you still remember the stuff that you learned, or was it more so for grades?
0: I would say all of it. I mean, I do remember actually a lot of it still. I had a lot of really amazing teachers too. Like since I went to a small.
2: Yeah. That's nice.
0: Yeah. It was small, but I, I really probably got a private level like attention from these people because it was small. Yeah. So I mean, that was nice. But um, yeah, no, I was, comp- I was competitive and in, in getting, you know, the best grades, classic, yeah. but I also was obsessed with learning um, I, I had thought at the time, like, Oh, I want to go to an Ivy league. I want to go to Cornell. Like all of that mattered to me. Wow. <laughs> and, um, it was funny cause it actually came down to my final year. Uh, my guidance counselor convinced me to go to a state school instead. And she was like, just Why'd she to- do that. She, cause of the, co- the student debt. Yeah. And I actually, and I <laughs> no, you know what? Like no judgment. I don't care where anyone went to college, but I actually am so happy that she told me that because yeah. I came out of college with, with very little debt that was gone by oh, the time That's phenomenal.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. My my wife went to uh community college for two years and then went to Columbia because there's only two programs that teach um American Sign Language. So mm-hmm. when she left uh that wonderful school with a hundred thousand dollars in loans.
0: Exactly. And honestly I- <laughs> And that's ter- I mean that's terrible but yeah. no, I, I think I think I could only have been as successful as I have been as a freelancer as a business owner today, because I wasn't paying off debt I, I oh, think absolutely that, I think that sets a lot of people back when it, it's not their skills or their brain or anything it's the debt they have
1: yeah so when you were um going to college what was the look what was the drive like what was kind of pushing you into uh, that school? Was it for business? What was uh, your major that you're looking for?
0: Um, I went to school for political science. Because okay. I, I, I didn't actually know what I wanted. And she was like, well, you you love reading, you love writing. And you, you know, I was always involved in student government. I was like the high school president. I'm the glo-
2: worst. I'm just, the worst
0: just, human. Like, I'm terrible. Just
1: <laughs> glossing over that. So
0: oh, it's so uh, annoying. <laughs>
1: so small story. I think I ran for class president in fourth grade and i lost by one vote and i went and looked in my desk and i didn't turn my vote in that was the last time i ever ran for anything oh
0: that (laughs) might have been like a sign from god that like no
1: well (laughs) the only thing that president got to do was pick sports for the class at recess i'm like that's what i'm here for like that, that that would have been perfect But i guess it just wasn't meant to be so what was it like (laughs) what was it like running for class president or not Um, so was it for school president or whatever the
0: yeah so i was active in class i for like basically every year from sixth grade i was either the president the vp secretary whatever i I rotated it like i just always liked that stuff and i i cared that was always you know a lot of people care now but i remember when we were 14 they're like oh screw this stupid place can't yeah. wait to get the f out of here and i'm like all right i, I hear you but like we're here now so yeah. i'm gonna but you, you could like you
1: could actually make change and i bet that was pretty cool
0: yeah and i yeah no definitely it wasn't until so my senior year i ran for high school president of okay school. and um yeah it was funny i put like my sister and everyone on the board i like just probably annoyed everyone but um no i mean I, I had always been interested in yeah. politics i guess and the study of people and allocation of resources so my guidance counselor was like all right you like politics you like history you like english you should go into political science i didn't even know what it meant at the time and i'm yeah. like yeah all right. so i got there started taking some poli sci classes and i was like okay she was right again i do enjoy this yeah <laughs> so that was my major yeah
1: very cool um was there anybody uh through your life getting to high school and college that was something like, hey, I want to be like, or this person's pushing me? Or was it like someone that you looked up to or um, anything like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Whenever people ask me that, I guess not really. I mean, I always thought I still think like so highly of my mom. I always definitely wanted wanted to emulate her in some way. But even at the time, I still did not consider myself someone who was going to be an entrepreneur. I thought I would be a chief of staff maybe like Mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't i didn't think that i would also be an entrepreneur yeah and so funny because it like found me yeah like it 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 came anyway
1: Mm -hmm. so so we're in school we're taking poli-sci uh were you playing soccer at college as well or what was your sports or fitness like at that point
0: yeah so i was not on the college like professional team i i didn't even try but I don't think I would have been so no I yeah. did like club club and intramural stuff yeah. and then three years later I when I moved back to Albany to take a job there um I started playing in like professional women's leagues with women like 21 to 40 and it was actually so fun and I loved it so much <laughs> that's
1: super cool so it, it went, when you're in college what was kind of the development of um kind of your schooling and your thought process and then also I'll ask that question after you.
0: I allowed myself to like slow down a little bit and for the first time in my life like party and like not be whatever I thought I was you know so I feel like college was a time I like really opened up my mindset and like explored like all different kinds of thought processes of things I might like to do I really let myself like just get out there with everything so that by the time I graduated I have I feel like my mindset was like ready to be like fixed then
1: yeah so yeah. Yeah, yeah. when you started getting closer towards, so I know the last two years are more kind of specific. What were those classes that you were excited to have? What were some of the things that you were like, Hey, this is really kind of what I'm getting into or, or was it just, I'm going to get my piece of paper.
0: Uh, uh, what were my favorite, like poly sci classes? You're yeah. Saying? yeah. Um, yeah, I discovered along the way that I absolutely love philosophy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So my, I had to take a political philosophy class and it just sounded to me like, I I don't know why it did. And then (laughs) I finally finally took that class. And like on the first day when we were like actually reading like Socrates and Aristotle and stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. I really have some part of me loves mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I could, I just knew like that something clicked in my head with that. Like for sure. Yeah. Very
1: cool. Uh, have you listened to the podcast uh, Philosophize This?
0: So I'm so bad. I don't listen to podcasts because I'm not like an or like, I don't listen through my ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really want to start getting into it, though. Like I read all day long. So I read like podcast descriptions. Instead. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like a weirdo. Yeah. But no, I-, I should check that one out. Hey,
1: it's all right. We'll 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 put this on YouTube. So it'll be, you can you can see it there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so then when you're, uh, graduating, uh, what are things looking like from there?
0: Um, so when I graduated, I had already had a job. Li- I graduated a year early, so okay. I one and I had a how job. You, how,
1: well, how many class hours were you taking or school My
0: major wasn't that. So, okay. So I got lucky because. My high school let us take so many AP classes that I got college credit for them. So Wonderful. by the time I got to Geneseo, I already had shaved an entire year off from all the APs that I'd taken.
1: Well, that's not bad. But
0: not not at all. But and that's why I wanted to go to, to, go to a state school because a lot of private schools didn't recognize those credits still, but the state schools okay. did. Yeah. Um. And okay, so I graduated a year oh, early. I was going to
1: interrupt you again. What yeah. What did eating look like in college since you weren't at home? um were you cooking for yourself uh, were you meal prepping what it, oh from that look it sounds like it was wonderful it was
0: not good no no the eating at college was absolutely atrocious because i was like hung over literally every other day so um no i was not the epitome of health while i was at college whatsoever i didn't start getting conscious about what i was eating until i'd say the last four years okay um 23 yeah i would say is when i started to like actually care about what i was eating
1: yeah so it was the the typical just eating in the cafeteria or Taco Bell or just anything.
0: Yeah, it, just anything. And like honestly, I was so I don't know, the, like starved for like partying and being yeah. normal that like I didn't even care about food. If that sounds weird, if it, yeah, if it was, like a party, I would like do that over eat. I don't know. That doesn't sound normal, but like you know what I mean. Like right. it was, it was just you're like, in it limbo. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> yeah. yep. So we're graduating year early. What are what are prospects? What what's going on there?
0: So I had um, done a bunch of political internships at college. I think I did four of them, and one of them that I did in Albany. Um, they had when I completed the internship, they said, "You know, we would hire you in an instant if you ever want to come back here." So, so what, like, what know,
1: would what would they hire you as? Like what was what was the job?
0: Um, I started out in the corresponding department it was called and i would help respond to constituent letters people were sending in complaining about whatever's going on in their district
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um so i started there but what, then was
1: there I- any was there any good complaints was there anything that uh, you-
0: <laughs> it was just like it, it was so easy honestly that i was like all right i need to like move up here yeah um so I worked a campaign the second I started this new job to kind of like here we go again like prove myself, you know, getting very competitive. Yeah. And, and it paid off cuz like 2 months later they promoted me to press coordinator, which is what I wanted to do, writing press releases, you know, like taking, you know, walking around with candidates, getting way more involved. Um, and I really liked it for a bit, but then I felt not challenged again. No. And
1: So what what did what did the first campaign look like? Was it um I guess what office were they running for? Was it competitive? Like what was everything kind of around? that? Yeah.
0: So the, so the candidate, he was running for some New York state assembly, very okay. like, little type of, you know, not anything like huge. Yeah. Um, I did the whole campaign with him, which I was like, so scarred by that. I was like, I'm never running campaigns again. Cause you literally don't sleep from July to November. They're just like, forget living, like just forget it. Um, so I was like, okay, this was a little much for me, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, kept working as a press coordinator. And then after I had done one year at this job, so I'm 22 now, I was bored. Um, it was tough because I loved the people I worked with. I love mm-hmm. my bosses. I still talk to them every day. They were amazing people, but I just knew like I had to keep going. You yeah. Know? So-,
1: so, so for someone that's not in the world. Of uh, politics, I guess, is running a campaign super hard. Like a lot of the politics I see around here, it's like the same people running. It's the same people getting into office. I see a couple people put up signs, and there's a lot of people walking around and shaking hands. Um, but what was some things that you did that you saw like success in, or is it pretty much is is everyone doing the same thing? Or what, I don't know. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, campaigns are, are tough. They're like mind games almost. It's like, how many doors can you not, like how, how much can you do without breaking? Because right. the more you get yourself out there in front of people, the more likely they will go and vote for you. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a game of like, how far can you push yourself? Yeah. And, and I just remember being like, okay, I don't enjoy like being a staffer on this. If this is ever me one day running, of course I won't mind not sleeping June to yeah. November, right. but doing, for someone else. I was like, "Okay, I don't know about this." So so
1: you're you're not really changing too many people's minds. You're saying, "Hey, I'm going to have around 40 some percent of the vote, but if I actually get them all out to actually vote for me, then I have a better chance of running." Like, how do you pick where to go? Yeah,
0: I mean, I so Being only 21, I was obviously working with higher up people who were making these decisions than I was. But it would all be based on the data. They would get the breakdown of every Democrat. I mean, the amount of information people have on other people is just like scary.
1: Thank you, Facebook.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, they would know, like, okay, guys, in this pocket, you know, these people voted this way for this judge in this year, which means they might feel like they would make the calls on the data and then tell us, right, on you know, like what to go do about it. Um, so, so, but-
1: so, a majority of the campaigns are just run off of data on who you can swing just a little bit, not just yeah. if they're if they're on the other side, you know, you're not going to get them, but it's just making sure that small group of people that you can swing over.
0: That's all, that, that's all it is. And then also making sure your candidate doesn't totally screw up so bad and say the most offensive thing ever that they shouldn't say to people. Like it's just Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I think there's just better things I can do with my time. Yeah. Like more attacks I can make in other ways. As,
1: <laughs> as, as far as corruption goes, because if you're from Illinois, you're just, you know, it's there, but you don't. So, um as far as like a lot of unions went we understood that it was run by the mob for a while um whatnot and they were taking money out of the union so on and so forth obviously paying politicians and stuff like that did you ever see anything um or hear of any stuff like that going on uh or was that even was it so low that it didn't matter
0: yeah, I mean, th- I mean, I, I lost a little faith because there was yeah there was corruption on both sides uh, all the time. So I was just like, this is just I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. with So so right wh-
1: now. <laughs> what 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 does the corruption look like? Say I'm going to donate um, ten thousand dollars and like I have your ear or what? Is, what does that look like?
0: I, I mean I I don't even know if I can really say I guess what I saw. <laughs> um, uh, I mean I unfortunately witnessed um. Sexual inappropriateness that was illegal based on people who were already on the payroll. That it it was just like
1: so. So I I can't
0: really say more.
1: (laughs) Right. 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 So yeah. Um. Not necessarily. Uh, for gain of financial gain, it was more just power.
0: Yeah, I didn't see any financial stuff. I saw a lot of um inappropriate behaviors. Yeah. I'll just leave it at
1: that. Yeah. No, yeah. No. I mean, you, you see, that. and that is in the majority of industries, so it's definitely not yeah. not enjoyable. No, um, and I was like, I'm wasting
0: my time right now. You know, yeah. like this is what, what am I doing? Yeah. like Yeah.
1: All right. So we're, we're moving past politics. We want we hear sleep is a good thing. Um, we want to <laughs> find out more about that. Uh, so what was next for you?
0: Um, all right. So. After a year of being there, I had decided that I wanted to move to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, Albany's only two hours away, and so I was like,
1: what what brought you what 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 kind of pulled you into New York?
0: You know, i, I think I just like decided it one day, and like I'm stu- like I was stubborn about it. I was like, because the- i I realized like Albany was not never going to challenge me the way I needed to be. Yeah. And I came to that conclusion at only twenty one. So like, you know, I, I was like, okay, where can I go be challenged? Well, probably, I mean, not that it's the best city in the world anymore, but uh, to me it was at the time. And um, I was like, I think I could be challenged in New York city. Like, why don't I go, Absolutely. why don't I go see like how I stack up next to these, the big dogs down South. So um, I had just determined, I was just like, I'm going to go challenge myself and that's it. I'm doing it. I I don't know why I just wanted to. Um, So I always tell people I applied to, I think 200 jobs before I got one and people always say like, Oh, you know, Oh, it's so hard to get a job or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it is. But if you apply to 200 jobs, one does eventually call you back. If you want badly. Well, and Um,
1: and I think that goes back to the, like the soccer and the practice and the doing the extra work. If like, for me, if I, I, let's just say I'm not one for the extra work, unless it's exciting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like when I was applying for jobs, it was maybe like, 20 or 30 and it was on like indeed and i didn't really want it that much anyways and i was like oh this is impossible after like two three hours so yeah. 200 jobs was it just any job was it restaurants was it what was i guess what um, was the, the search
0: so i narrowed it down to they were all like government, political related, or PR, marketing, branding, or event planning. Because I'm like, I'm like a really weird planner person. Like, I love to travel because I love to travel plan. Like, it's a weird thing of mine. So I was like, oh, I I feel like I could love event planning. I mean, probably not now that I look back on
2: it. (laughs) It was an option. um,
0: Yeah. So one place finally called me back. I had also, like, not harassed. I had messaged a lot of those managers on LinkedIn. So I think that's what helped because I was like, all right, Indeed isn't working. I got to make a personal connection yeah. to people. So, okay. So they hire me. And I won't name the company. No worries. Um, but it was a PR firm in New York City. And service technology clients. So in the description, it made it seem like I was going to be able to do some writing, which is important to me, like being able to do something creative. I was going to be able to make social media posts. And I was like, all right, this sounds cool. Mm. Um, The pay was absolutely terrible, but I didn't care. Like, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to New York. Like, I'm going to do this thing. Um, So I went down and four weeks later, I quit because I have never felt more spiritually attacked in my entire life. Than I did at this job. Yeah. I felt like my soul was escaping my body. Like it, it was not good.
1: So, so when you first started, was it, were you just pretty much another body that was going to be doing kind of what they wanted or were they allowing you to be creative or what was the feel when you got there? It
0: was another body and they had completely lied in the description of the job and, Oops. um, oops. And that was a little startling to me. Um, the people who worked there were very nasty human beings yeah. and they put me at a desk in a corner facing a wall and nobody talked to me. Nobody, you know, and it called me naive, I guess, coming from the farm. Right. I'm like, right. hi, hi. And everyone's such an a-hole that yeah. I couldn't even believe it. And I remember I like do not cry. And I was, one day like at my computer and like tears just started coming out of my face onto my keyboard. I'm like yeah. texting my mom the most dramatic things. I was like, I feel like I'm a cage fairy and they're plucking my wings off of me. My mom was like, Are you okay? Like, <laughs> what is going on yeah. here? Yeah. And so the,
1: what did what did they have you doing? Just writing
0: I don't know even... They had me like organizing Excel spreadsheets where if you kn- know me, I'm terrible at those things. That, like that
1: sounds very mundane and boring.
0: I' I'm, I'm that has never been me and nor have I ever advertised like if you're someone who likes to write yeah. and give speeches and whatever you're probably not also someone who likes to like organize numbers and names in an excel file it's just like yes. probably not what you you want to do with your life and I I I hated it I hated it so much and I yeah. was bad at it I think that's also why I hated it because they were having me do things I'm bad at right um and nobody wants to do things they're bad at no. you know it's nobody. So my self-esteem was like plummeting. Oh my God. I was so bad. Like the final straw was the holiday party. Mind mm-hmm. you, I've only been there for four weeks. And I think one issue with this place is it was 90% women worked there. There was no men. Interesting. And I, don't, I don't think that's good. A good thing. Uh, and what, what was way, the vibe? It, it was very gossipy and nasty. Like, I mean, it, it was like a sorority. Like yeah. I, it was terrible. And I have no issues working with men or women, but I think it's, you know, a balanced workplace is probably healthier for everyone. Yeah. I have just come from a male dominated yeah. thing. So I was more used to working with men. So
1: it's actually we were- really, really funny you say that because on the opposite, total opposite side of it, I worked construction for five years. And that's also very gossipy
0: because <laughs> it's all guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure when it's all one sex, yeah, it's all good. So, um, yeah, no. And it was the final straw, we were all getting ready for this holiday party. And my salary is $36,000 a year. And if you know New York City at all, that's unlivable, basically. Yeah. Were you so,
1: commuting or were you staying in somebody else's closet or how were you affording? I
0: was staying in like a shitty, sorry, a crappy apartment. No, that's fine.
1: You can
2: swear.
0: Oh, okay. A shitty apartment in brooklyn way out where it's not even safe yeah. it was none of it was glamorous at all trust me and we're, we're all getting ready for this holiday party and like and i felt like i was like 12 again we like all go in the girls room and like everyone's putting their dress on and i put on a dress i thought was i liked i don't know i got it from forever 21 it was like 15 dollars perfect I had money
2: yeah
0: and i like walked out and one girl's like putting on her makeup and she was like oh where'd you get that dress from the local goodwill and like they all started laughing and i was just like "You know what?" F all of you, I am done here. And I just remember being like, okay, nope, I'm not doing this. I and I remember thinking like I have to have enough self-respect for myself to recognize that this is a toxic work environment. Yeah. And I need to go (laughs) quickly. Yeah. So um that that I went to the party, had fun by myself because I was just determined to like drink their wine and then dip. (laughs) And that Monday. I was like, I cannot go back into this place. I can't even go in and look any of them in the yeah. face. I sent an email to all of them basically saying like, thank you for being the most unwelcoming people I've ever met in my entire life. I'm leaving all my things there. I literally cannot walk back into this building. Have mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. And I was done. That was it. Goodbye.
1: So then did we have 200 more uh, emails going out to to find work or what? what was our next step there?
0: No, so then I had a mini emotional breakdown of some kind. Although I wouldn't even know if I would call it a breakdown because I felt so free. Yeah. Um, that I went to three different museums that day in New York City, the free ones. Nice. And I walked, I walked in because I art has always been very comforting to me. It's oh, it's part of my family. I don't mm-hmm. know, just being around art makes me feel comfortable. So went to these museums, looked at all these art everywhere I went. Went to the Native American museum. Went to a folk art. Like I, I just took it all in. And I told my mom, I quit my job. So she was aware. And she was like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just like, let me know. if You're like not doing well mentally or yeah. something. I'm good. I'm good. And I went home that night. And I sat on the edge of my bed and I opened up my laptop and I had, I had been very, very tiny amount freelancing on Fiverr at the time proofreading just for $5 here and there. I didn't consider myself a freelancer. And I I didn't think anything. Yeah. it was like, a little app like little funny thing i was doing
1: so for those that don't know what fiverr is i don't know who does not but if they do not what (laughs) what 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 is fiverr
0: uh fiverr is a freelancing marketplace where you can get on there and hire people to do everything for you from design a logo to create your business plan Mm -hmm. yeah
1: well there we go so how did how did you find fiverr
0: uh, my mom actually had suggested it to me a year earlier because I told her how bored I was at the job. And she was like, Oh, my one friend, um, you know, he told me about this site where you can like edit papers and make five bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah. You should check it out if you're bored. Cause I've always grown up in a, like, I don't want to hear the complaining type of, household where like oh you're complaining you're bored do something about it then like that's the
1: yeah don't ever don't ever complain about being bored because there's there's lots of options
0: (laughs) exactly and that's what my mom my mom was like then do this like I don't want to hear it yeah so I was like okay and I I got on there I was making like 30 bucks a month I I thought it was cute like I you know nothing of it and so i went home the night after i quit and i i sat there and i kind of had that like well here goes nothing mm-hmm. um, because i just quit <laughs> my job yeah so why don't i open up this fiverr platform and see like what the heck else it can do for me i know how to write press releases i know how to create press lists so um,
1: so what is a press release i guess what like, what would that kind of encompass and then who does that get sent out to
0: yeah, so a press release is basically like a nice little bundled package you send a journalist to alert them of something that has happened, and then hope that they write about it. So, wow. for, yeah, okay, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I don't need to. Well, no, you
1: me can me go. You can go in more. Like we get, we got time. It's
0: yeah, boring. <laughs> it's boring. It's just like, oh, you know, if, like a politician um, does like a a ribbon cutting for a new business. You know, you write it and send it out to news channels and say, "Hey, I thought you might want to know, so and so has." you know done this you might want to cover it um yeah so i was like, yeah, I already know how to do that why don't i open this you know why don't i just see what happens mm-hmm. and that, that was the start of everything yeah that was the the floodgates opened for, for the rest sure of my life. <laughs> so be-
1: before we get to the floodgates um what was it like living in a not so safe part of
2: new york
0: um i didn't love it my parents didn't love it um I would use any excuse to go see anyone else I knew here to get out of that area. I only yeah. last six months there and then I moved. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I was not into it. Um, as someone who grew up on a farm, I didn't love people like following me home from the subway. It wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea.
1: That's not <laughs> ideal.
0: My friends who are from the, the tri-state area down here aren't mm. fazed by any of that. Cause they really? grew up, they're, they're all like, Oh, you're fine. You're going to be fine. I'm like, am I going to be fine though? Like, why is he following me? And they're yeah. like, you're fine. I'm like, I don't know if I'm fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's making sure I get home safe. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. sure he is.
0: Yeah. So
1: what was there any, like, gunshots? Was there any robberies? Like, it was, Or it was just the environment was like, eh?
0: I mean, the avi- environment was creepy. Nothing happened to me or my apartment, but I ha- I heard gunshots. There were cops all the time. Apartments were set on fire all the time. Like, it was just, like, not great. It wasn't great. Oh,
1: that's, that's not ideal. Apartments yeah. getting set on fire.
0: <laughs> no, I, I didn't like it. And I don't know. I, I know a lot of people. It's kind of this weird phenomenon. I know a lot of people that if they grew up super rich, um, they almost like living in these, like, Weird yeah. hipster, and then like I, I am a hipster myself, so I'm not hating on the hipster side yeah. of them. Like they almost like to like flirt with danger because so, I, I don't know because yeah. they're like so removed from it. Maybe I don't really Cause, get because they
1: I'm don't like. really know it.
0: <laughs> I don't really know it. So yeah. I'm like, um, you guys have fun with this. I'm gonna go live where I'm not gonna get shot.
1: Yeah. So so, <laughs> so Fiverr opens when you make a uh press release account. So you say what you're gonna do. How much you charge? Like what were you charging out of the gate? Was it ten dollars, fifteen dollars?
0: Yeah, I think I think I did fifteen dollars for three hundred words and then a bunch of add-ons. So I, I soon discovered I had like a knack for sales stuff. Yeah. Um and the more I explained it to people, like or my my mom would be like, How did you know how to do all that? I was like, I don't know. I maybe listening to you.
1: Yeah. That's what I was I, gonna say. You had good role model there.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I would I would have on my press release $15 for 300 words yeah. and then would have an, an extra, Hey, for $25, I'll mail your press release out. I'll email it out to people for another $10. I'll also write a blog for you. If you buy five, I'll give you the fifth one free. Like I started like doing all this crazy pricing stuff Yeah, and um, it worked. It worked. And I started opening more services. I opened blogs. I taught myself how to write website content. I taught myself everything. I became obsessed with Google and just yeah. learning. I never even took an online course, not once.
1: So what did what did your days look like? So day one or day at night one, we're on Fiverr, we're opening this up. How quickly did this start taking off, and how much of your time was spent um, doing all this?
0: I mean, it started to get traction pretty quickly. I would say two months in, it was starting to get to the point where I was overwhelmed with how much work I had. Not a bad um, thing. Not a bad thing. No. Um. I I would say that first year I worked. Way too much, but not, at the same time I would never take that back. I think yeah. I need to do that. So um I was doing twelve hours every day. Wow. Um, because I was it was exciting. Like, yeah. oh my god, I'm boss, I'm only twenty three, people are paying me, I can make my rent, I can stay home, I can go for a walk if I want. Like this is insane. Yeah. Like like I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed. Yeah. I loved it. So yeah.
1: did did you have a lot of um uh, what, what were you doing when you weren't working? Did you have friends that were also doing the same thing? What was your environment around other than working?
0: Yeah. um, Most of my friends were not entrepreneurs at the time. So that part was hard. Yeah. I think um, I definitely felt resentment from some people um, that were, you know, like, because I get to like frolic around right. and do it. You're he, so lucky. You're so lucky, even though, you know, like nobody knows like what went into having.
2: That <laughs> yeah. Done.
0: Hey, Um, tell
1: them to listen to the podcast then they'll know
0: yeah well it's funny now because everyone is kind of becoming a digital nomad whether they want to or not right it's like same people now are kind of like oh do you have any tips for whatever and i'm like oh hello (laughs) (laughs) how are you yeah Um, if
1: you you look at my fiverr these are my rates
0: (laughs) yeah exactly right i know if you want to book a consultation let me know yeah um yeah, no, I definitely felt very alone. I, I would say with all of it, um, nobody else was doing what I was doing. Yeah, nobody else that I was with was doing what I was doing. Um, so I didn't really have anyone to like talk to about it. Um, I've since changed that. I now, yeah. you know, of course, naturally, since then, I've made sure to add like fifty amazing entrepreneurs to my friend circle now, and, yeah. and took some time though to get to yeah. do that. Yeah. So,
1: so, how did you get a hold of them? Was that on uh, social media? Was it in New York? You guys just saw people working in their windows and, like, hey.
0: <laughs> it actually has been entirely through social media. Okay. A lot of them I've never even met in person. And yeah. it's actually fun. So, a few weeks ago, I went to Florida and met like 10 people I do business with all the time. I had never met them in person. That's it was awesome. so funny because I've known these people for years through yeah. the computer. So, it's like seeing them in person is like, it's like so funny this world we live in today like yeah. it, it, I know here you are I know you so well yet I've never met you in person so it's like kind of awkward right um, but no I've met all of these people through social media they we've all found each other from TikTok from articles from Instagram mm-hmm. you know we all kind of found each other
2: yeah
1: so how many um options or uh things can people have you do on Fiverr like what's your Have you made it smaller? Have you made it bigger? Like what's the options look like on there?
0: Um, I think I have 13 active gigs. There's a lot of things you can get from me on Fiverr. (laughs) Um, I've, yeah. I mean, over the years, it's taken me me years to learn all these different forms of writing. I Mm -hmm. couldn't learn them all at once. But I mean, now today people can buy many eBooks, they can buy blogs, product descriptions, editing. I'm here and happy to help you. Yeah. Um, Like any smart business person, I do have individuals assisting me now, Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't for the first three years. So I mentioned that people are like, Oh, you owe you outsource your rating. I'm like, first of all, no. And second of all, I, I, it was all me for even four years. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But like, business person at some point you do how dare
1: how on. dare you yeah know. um as far as uh health and nutrition goes what did that look like um while you're running your business and just trying to get everything under control
0: yeah um i definitely over the past few years i've had to sacrifice my health a bit because i have not had a single second yeah <laughs> to think about this at all Mm -hmm. um and i finally this year have hit a point thanks to my team i'm building out where i finally can think about my health again and it's a very refreshing thing i allow myself to go to the gym every day again Mm -hmm. i'm stretching you know i'm doing all this stuff but i mean i was having back problems because i was like crunched up on a couch typing all day because i didn't know i should have a desk yeah um i was just like buying sushi at the local market because i didn't want to cook yeah um, yeah it, it it's been a journey but I've obviously discovered yeah. you know I'm more productive I'm I'm have more clarity I'm more creative if I also invest in oh, my body. Absolutely.
1: Know? So what what did um meals meal prep meal planning or any of that look like before you got to this point? Like what cuz you say like oh yeah it was terrible and I mean, it, it seems like you're doing fine, <laughs> but yeah. what, what what did that look like before the last couple of years or whatnot?
0: So I, I've always made an effort to be healthy for sure. So I it it was never like McDonald's or like mac and cheese or anything. It was just yeah. definitely a lot a lot of like Vietnamese soup and sushi and yeah. like all this pre made stuff. Yeah. Um, but I. I would try and cook every so often. Um, I try and have a healthy breakfast every day. I do oatmeal and peanut butter on it, like berries and stuff. I I, I would make an effort to always eat healthy, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't cooking as much as I probably should have been.
1: So, yeah, Yeah. just to clarify, because most people, when they're like, oh, yeah, like I had no time or I wasn't doing anything and – And and then you're saying, oh, well, it was a healthy breakfast and then sushi and this stuff like that's not outrageous (laughs) by any means. It's
0: never it's never been outrageous. No, I mean, I wasn't college. No, no, (laughs) no. Yeah, no. I I made an effort after college when I was working in Albany, sitting at a cubicle all day, I started to gain weight slightly, ever so slightly. Okay. Okay. what's going on here? And uh, when I came to New York, I dropped it immediately because of the walking. And everything. Right. Yeah. But it, it wasn't that scared. that little scare was enough for me to be like, I need to actually care about what I'm shoving in yeah. my mouth.
1: So, yeah. so what did that look like in Albany in the cubicle? Was it like a week? Was it two weeks? Was it month? Was it your clothes? Was it the mirror? Like, what was that kind of where? Where did that scare come from?
0: Ah, uh, just the, the scale. Yeah. The yeah. It was just watching it like creep.
2: Yeah. Creep.
0: And I was like. I don't like this. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, when I go to college, I had the freshman 15. I'm like, I did not because I was running around like constantly. Right. So yeah. I, I, that didn't happen to me. It started happening to me being sedentary and not moving. Yeah. Because I was so used to moving my whole life. So yeah. this whole mo- not moving thing, I hated it. I hated
2: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and I think a lot of people, they'll be like, okay, like I'm going to work out one hour a day and then the other 16 or 15 other hours are sitting it's at not a desk. Enough. Yeah,
0: it, it's not enough. And I've been allowing myself now uh, two hours at the gym, because I'll do one full hour of just walking. So I'm a big believer in walking. That's great. I think is think much more important than people realize if you're not walking. Right. And the other hour also, you know, it's like I'm trying to really help my body out again. here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people when they start working out, it's like, Oh, I just want to lose weight and shortcut to kind of being healthy. But if you have those healthy habits in place, then you're, then it's hard to not be healthy, <laughs> but I, I think you back. definitely had the right, the right mindset for sure. Um, yeah. so what, what is healthy eating now look like compared to what you were doing? Um, like the sushi, the Vietnamese
0: and, whatnot. um, I would say I've, I've upped it a teeny bit. Like I've recently made more of an effort to cut out desserts. Mm-hmm. I love sweets. So I like, if I don't you know, make an effort with that. It's not good. Yeah. Um, I've tried, I've been better. I cut out way more desserts now and I do try and cut back on the dairy when I can. Cause I've seen all those scary documentaries that are just terrifying. And I don't yeah. eat red meat. Yeah. Um, I've also seen Ooh. that in those documentaries. Ooh,
1: why not red meat?
0: From these documentaries I've watched. It's like people will say to me, like, "Oh, well, give me a steak," and I'm like, "Listen, I'm not like hating on the concept of steak, and I do love animals, but I do also understand like we need to get protein from them." Yeah. But it's these documentaries I've watched that tell you what is in the steak is freaking terrifying.
1: So, so (laughs) is this is this game changers? Is this who who are we?
0: Yeah, I don't even. I've watched like all of them. That's one of them. Like, I don't even remember the title. I watched another one the other day that was just basically like directly linking all of these animal byproducts to cancer to breast cancer to hormonal changes in your body Mm. to be a precursor if you're going to have children one day to like having issues in the children and i'm like oh my god
1: so (laughs) i I'm, i'm i'm trying to work on a concept that doesn't take 10 15 minutes to explain but it's everybody makes a decision based off of the last 15 20 30 years of their life so even if so especially in politics like if you give someone facts they're going to determine their opinion based off of those like last 15, 20 or 30 years. Um, so what type of information would you need to hear to be like, Oh, red meat isn't that bad. Would it be a uh, fact by fact uh, fair fact checking of that um, uh, study? What, what, what do you think you would need to see to kind of switch your, your mind on that?
0: I, I think my, I'm very like sour towards all of this because all these documentaries have shown they're all in bed with each of the Um, the brands that like the Cancer Society, I'm like blanking on all their names, yeah, no, for um, sure. They all pay each other, so like seeing them all on each other's websites, I hate. So, I think if there was like ever something that happened where it made it so that these nonprofits couldn't, it's like the money thing, right? Make the most suspicious of it, yeah, yeah. I don't like that, and I also like. I'm just convinced that, like, I don't know, they're just trying to feed us all crap for, I won't get into conspiracy theory, so I'll stop, but. <laughs> I,
1: so, uh, so, as in.
0: I don't want to get shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, you think the stuff that they're putting in the red meat is the negative stuff and their goal is to sell you beyond meat? Or what do you think, like, the the goal of someone funding uh, red meat is bad? Like, what do you think their goal is?
0: I mean, I think there's a lot of goals. I'm like afraid to say what I think some of them are, but yeah. I just, um, I don't love the hormones that are in the meat. I think the hormones are messing with both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, cause they've said there's a lot of estrogen in this meat. It's not the other one. It's estrogen. Yeah. So it's like guys are eating estrogen. That's like just disgusting to me. And women are eating estrogen, which is also not good. You know, it's like, it's, it's, i i just i don't know what their goal is by feeding estrogen but i think you can make i don't know i'm gonna leave it there you can maybe draw some conclusions i think they're (laughs) purposefully feeding estrogen though i am gonna say that
1: okay um so as far as uh like organic farming like if all the animals are grass-fed grass-finished um like local stuff do you think that stuff is still poor or do you think hey this is what our ancestors were eating and like they were like so like you said hormonal levels from like testosterone levels from now compared to 15 20 30 40 50 years ago they're astronomically different um so, yeah so do you think that the natural farming or organic stuff you'd be okay with that red meat or you think all red meat is kind of
0: a little no, suspect I I always say like when the day comes when I live in a house somewhere, I'm meeting all of the local farmers and like scheduling like drop offs of all of their food because right. I think if they're not yeah, being injected with all of this crap, mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. However, th- I mean, there are some things beyond our control. Like they said, the soil we're, we're using today it has like 25%. And this is just talking about vegetables and stuff yeah. now. We're we're only getting twenty five percent of what our grandparents got a hundred percent of nutritional value. So it's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I think we're it's there's only so much we can do. But I would absolutely buy from a local farmer who doesn't inject their animals psychotic hormones. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's
1: it, it's not the uh, red meat itself; it is the process that it goes through yeah. to get no, to your I'm table.
0: Yeah, I don't think like, oh, red meat's going to kill me. I, I I miss red meat, but I mean they said red meat is like the worst offender with all the stuff that they're putting in it. Yeah. They, I mean it's chicken and stuff too, but they were saying, you know, the red meat is like so bad.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. So glad I got that cleared up. Uh I'm doing uh carnivore at the point. So uh I've just eaten meat for the last two weeks.
2: <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I've oh, I've done wow. I've done this before. So the the reason um long story short i used to do a lot of diets because yeah. i'm like hey i want to look like i'm in good shape rather than just being like athletic um so then like i would hire coaches and like they'd give me a plan and be like, oh this is going to take a couple of months and like after a couple of weeks i'm like i ah, know this is boring um so then i became a coach figured out what's working and what's not so i didn't really do diets um but people are still doing them so now i will do them and explain to them like hey yes you can lose 10 pounds in a week but for since I'm just eating meat, like my glycogen is going away, which is a lot of water weight. So even though it shows I lost ten pounds on the scale, it's maybe about three pounds of body fat. But I now more so do diets um, just to show people. <laughs> so
0: no, no, I mean I think meat is is very important yeah. for male body. Like yeah. I think men need to eat meat, but they're being like poisoned by it today.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm, and I would say definitely the levels depending on where it comes from can be great if you're getting Wagyu or if you're getting other things of that nature. Like if we're getting from Tyson and eh, maybe not the best, Um, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, um,
0: and the animal cruelty side of it too. Like, I mean, oh, these, 100%. I mean, it's just, you know, I can't even watch the video. So yeah. like it, that, it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, So as far as the uh, workouts and stuff go, do you have, a plan do you follow somebody for that plan or where did you get that information from that has given you this decision
0: um so I'm lucky because my sister is an ASM certified personal trainer and nice. uh nutrition coach <laughs> so her my sister i hey, there you lucky. go
1: so yeah. does she write out a plan for you and then if she's writing out the plan what's the goals that you're giving her that she's kind of writing for you
0: um I feel like I mean my goals are always just to stay lean I, I'm never like, I, I like like carrying some muscle on my body. So yeah, it's, a, I, I like like lean, like I'm never trying to be like a little tiny stick, like frail girl, but like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to be that, that's fine. But, um, I always just want to stay lean and, um, you know, filled with vitamins, minerals and strong. I want to, be, yeah. I like, to be, I like to feel like if I had to, I could like get myself, like, get a boulder off of me or something. There
1: you go. So yeah. do you do a lot of deadlifting, benching, or it's just pretty much she programs a lot of variety of stuff for you? I
0: do all of it. Yeah, I, I do all of it. I work out, try and work out every you know section of my body. Yeah, <laughs> today I did legs. Um, today I'll probably do like chests and back or something. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: every day, like I do a bunch of push ups. Like I never want to be in a position where I can't do a push up. Yeah, like that just it would make me feel very like I don't know for sure. Yeah.
1: So what does um I guess so when did you get started in uh TikTok I guess and w- and what did you see from that
0: Uh February because of the impending pandemic I knew I needed a new hobby and it ended up changing my entire life and
2: okay.
0: amazing things have happened to me this year I've met so many incredible people podcasts articles business partnerships I mean it has just changed my life forever Yeah forever yeah
1: That's fantastic Um, I knew I had another question, but now I'm forgetting what it
0: was.
1: (laughs) And Now I'm trying to figure out what that question was. Um, but so going forward now, um, what, what's kind of your goals for the future? Like what, are we staying in New York? Are we moving around? What, what does that look like for you?
0: Um, I definitely want to leave New York at this point. It's, uh, makes me very sad to see the city that, you know, was in, Integral in who I am today, right. become what it's become. It's kind of like torture to see it the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become unsafe too. Yeah. Uh, even in Manhattan, you know, it's like, it sucks. I mean, so, only so
1: been- what, is, what does unsafe mean?
0: Um, I mean, I've, there, people are getting raped on the subway at like 66 and first and people are being followed. The lower East side apartments are being broken into so, someone was like shot in like Bryant park last week. It's just like, it's, it's That's not ter- good. It's terrible. I mean, it's, it sucks. And I'm a small female. I'm five, three. Like I am tiny. Like yeah. I, I, it's scary to me. And I don't think I should have to like be scared all the time. And I'm also like kind of getting sick of the closet thing. Yeah. Um, it's been, you know, five years of it now. Like yeah. all right.
1: So yeah. what what would you, what's the uptick in crime? Obviously the pandemic, but why do you think it's so rampant at the moment?
0: Um, oh, you don't want me to dive into this topic, but I think a lot of people don't fear retribution for their actions anymore from the law. So okay. I th- I think they um aren't scared to do what they're doing in Manhattan anymore because they know that the police don't really have any power to do anything about it. So um, I think there's a little element of fear always needs to be there. Right. Uh, keep bad people from doing bad things. And I don't think the bad people are scared at the moment.
1: So how are they get? so the, what are the police doing then?
0: Um, I mean, they've, they are cutting their funding and yeah. I, mean, I, I think everyone, and I'm not saying like everyone on every side today is afraid of being filmed doing the wrong thing. Right. Uh, no matter who you are, you know, it's like, if anything goes down, if you say one wrong thing or whatever, there's a video of it now. Mm-hmm. So I know if I was someone in charge of any of that, I would be afraid if I do the wrong thing, there's a video of it. Right. So, uh, I probably won't do anything now. Wow. Because I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many, there are so many sides to this, but the fact is crime yeah. is up I think, 300%, which over- is a lot. Uh, yes, there's clearly an issue here, yeah, and people are leaving New York City in droves. Right. I mean, thousands of people are moving out of this place. So I'm not the only one who is a little afraid to be here mm-hmm.
1: so yeah. w- at what point did you decide, hey, like I'm out of here? Was that kind of coming or where where did that kind of when did that start?
0: Um Kind of been feeling it in the last year because I'd almost been starting to feel that plateau feeling again where I feel like I have done all that I need to do here, yeah kind of thing. um so I've been eyeing moving more south because I am tired of freezing to death all the time. I was
1: about to say, how south it sounds like you enjoyed Florida,
0: yes, not that uh, far.
1: we don't like hurricanes or. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, the hurricane thing doesn't bother me. I mean, if I had a choice, I'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed with the desert. So I'm obsessed with the state of Arizona. I'm oh, obsessed. Yeah, very nice. It, just, it brings me so much happiness. But um, I, w- I would like to move somewhere with no state income tax, I think. That would be nice. I'm kind of sick of paying tens of thousands of dollars just knowing that I'd, I don't have to if I go right. somewhere. Yeah. Like, why, why am I doing that then? Yeah. For so, sure. Uh, Texas, Florida. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Texas. A lot of friends are moving there. Um, yeah. so yeah. So how many, uh, so you started off Fiverr and then you said you started getting into other businesses. Um, how many businesses are you a part of now?
0: A few. And, and or run a few, I have an app called iPop, which got, um, shelved for a bit with COVID cause it okay. was supposed to show people how to find trending, um, Cafes and places that you can go take Instagram content at. So I have iPop. iPop's uh, halted for a bit right now. That's awesome. Um, I run Campfire Trailers. It's called with my mom. I, I is-
1: saw that one. Wait, so the, yeah. so the iPop thing? How does that work?
0: It's just, it's a like trending photo map app. So you open it up and you see this big map of where you're standing, and it shows you where you can go near you to get a perfect photo for your Instagram. So. You could click on the pin and, and go, oh, okay, if I stand right here, I can get this photo with the Empire State Building. Yes, I want that for my grid. Um, Damn. You know, whatever. Happened to launch it at a bad time. Uh, launched it in February, and here we are. So I have to kind of re- revisit that one. Super um, cool, though. Yeah. It, yeah, it could have been. I mean, we'll <laughs> see. We'll so
1: see. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how long did it take and how expensive was that?
0: Uh, expensive, more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. it took two years, two years and 20 to 30 K.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I mean, there's still absolutely a use case for it. Oh, I've for sure. Kind of, I've just been kind of waiting to see, you know, like wh- how all everything plays out with COVID with politics, with everything. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting for like all of the dust to settle and like, just like see where that leaves the app. So right. I've been just kind of like pausing that yeah. um this with my mom is taking off because we're making these mobile bars for people who are in dire need of them since they had to close a restaurant this year thanks to all the covid shutdown stuff. yeah
1: i was trying to think when you said mobile bars i was thinking like, what kind of bar <laughs> but that makes more sense yeah
0: yeah yeah no um so that's been taking off uh We've been, you know, like so happy about that. It's been great. So, um,
1: so you, you are making the, um, the whole construction of it. You're making like, what, what, what's, what is it? I see your website. What's this, the service?
0: Yeah, so my mom will work on finding these old horse trailers and we have six different guys around the country who will go get them. Yeah. And then literally like redo them, like put in a new floor, cut out a serving window, make them all pretty, and then I step in as the marketer and I take the photos and the videos and everything of the trailers and make them look all beautiful for selling. And then my mom posts them on the internet and people are just desperate for it right now. Um That's awesome. Yeah, no, we it's been super fun. Um yeah. And the fact that it's taking off right now, it's like a little, I'm like, possibly, you know, thinking in the future, of pivoting a little more to doing this stuff and not just being like the freelance writer girl all the time. Yeah. Um, Cause that's been fun for six years, but you know, classic entrepreneur. I get right.
2: bored. Yeah. I get
0: bored. Um, so yeah, I do those two things. And then I just have a bunch of other stuff. I mean, I consider my TikTok a business. I'm in the creator fund. So I make money off of my TikToks. I have books. I have online courses I'm working on. I've, I have was just like, you know, it's just mayhem.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how do you decide what you're going to do even for a day, a week, a month? Do you have a uh, manager? Are you like, how do you pick what, what what's going on?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I manage myself. I just like, I prioritize Fiverr because there's timers on all the orders. So Got every it. day when up like fiber comes first making sure everyone's got everything they need like that's what comes first and then i just allow myself to each day like take it as it comes kind of so you know like today i'm doing um some private articles for my one friend who's been outsourcing them to me so working on them you know today i happen to have this recording with you so Mm. okay that's gonna happen today yeah Um, and if i don't have time all right i'll do the tiktoks tomorrow i kind of just like take it as it comes. But I feel like I can do that because I don't procrastinate. And yeah. I, I think if procrastinated, I couldn't live like that. So whenever <laughs> I have, whenever I have downtime, I like almost feel it's like a classic thing I need to work on like guilty about it. And if I'm like, I should if I'm relaxing, why am I relaxing right yeah. now? Like work that can be done. So I really am good at filling my day all day. Like I am not a procrastinator. So it, it just kind of like falls into place, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for
1: sure. Um, so what is something, I guess, in the future, you said you wanted to pivot to that kind of stuff. Is it more so just seeing what the, uh, society needs at that moment and you want to provide a service or what, what did you mean by pivoting in that direction?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's like, as this business takes off with my mom, I mean, if we get five, 10, 15 more people countrywide who want to be involved with this, you know, I would possibly step into a role of traveling every week to check in with the teams, yeah. take all- photos. Um, that would be amazing. There's um, a fun thing we have going on with it. I can't really say much about, but uh, a TV channel is interested in it, possibly. So that's on deck for next year.
1: That's super cool. Um, do they yeah. come to you? Or do you send them a hey, this is what we got? Do you pitch them? Or how does how do they find you?
0: They found me on TikTok. And they actually were interested in talking to me about other things. Yeah. And I pitch them on the phone about my family business I thought they should know about not thinking it would go anywhere. And here yeah. we are. So crazy. Um, I want to write my own book finally. That's about everything, my life. Yeah. Um, that's on deck, you know, I mean, uh, I always have 5,000 things I want to do.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, is there anything else? So if anybody was to, uh, come here from the podcast, how would they find you on your platforms?
0: I would say the best places to follow me on social media just to like contact me or see what I'm up to is TikTok and Instagram. Um, so my TikTok is Alex Fisulo Biz, P I Z. And then my Instagram is my full name, Alexandra Fasulo. And um, I'm on both of those. Actually, today's Tuesday. So at 6 p.m., I have my little show on Instagram. I call it The Freelance Fairy Tales. Wonderful. <laughs> um, so people can catch me every every Tuesday at six and I answer every, everyone's questions they write in it's always pretty entertaining um I answer dms I'm here to help people so mm-hmm. say hi yeah
1: that's fantastic so yeah to, yeah to finish it up uh what is your definition of health not the definar- uh definition not the dictionary definition but what is something that you strive for as far as health like what what are you looking at
0: Oh, interesting. I guess I would say health is like a state when like your mind and body, like and soul, are all good, mm-hmm. right? So I, I would, I think health embodies your mental, your physical, and your spiritual. And I think a lot of people our age have really uh, big issues with the spiritual side. And I think that's what's manifesting bad health in other ways and everything. So mm-hmm. I think, I think health is equilibrium with your mind, body, and soul. I don't know. That just sounded yeah. really like.
1: No, I like it. <laughs>
0: really intense right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I like it. Uh and then the last thing is what's something from your life that somebody listening to the podcast could kind of take away uh that should kind of help or benefit
0: their life? Um I would just say I am just a girl who grew up in a farm uh, outside of Albany, New York. I don't I I wasn't handed 10 million dollars to get started doing what I'm doing so if I Mm -hmm. can do it you absolutely can too and the only difference between me and you is our mindsets and anyone can change their mindset if they want to
1: love it well thank you very much for coming (laughs) on the podcast
0: yes thanks for having me